1: Coors Light is lagered cold for a crisp, clean taste, filtered cold to ensure clarity and brightness, and packaged cold for peak refreshment because those who thirst for more deserve the world's most refreshing beer. Welcome into the Bulls Talk Podcast, presented by Coors Light. I'm Mark Shanowski, joined in our downtown Chicago studio by Kendall Gill, the 15-year NBA veteran, flying Illini great, and our good friend Matt Peck, the captain of the Bulls Outsiders, and a victorious winner over C. Red Fred in the debate the other night. Let's start with that. <laughs> what did you think of the whole experience, Matt? Clearly it was rigged. Uh, uh, you know, the Twitter's for dumb people. I'm not
2: surprised I lost that vote. Uh, no, in all honesty, though, it was a lot of fun uh, to do that bit uh, with Fred, A lot of people were asking for it. Um, You know, we have a lot of fun going back on Twitter with our – Differing opinions, shall we say. I I tried to be the level-headed, the realist, as I refer to myself. Not a pessimist, a realist. Sabine calls me a a peck-a-mist. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it was fun. We covered a lot of different topics uh, about Bulls of today, Bulls of yesteryear. And look, man, and I said this as we were wrapping up because they made us say something nice about each other. That's how we ended (laughs) it. And I said, when the Bulls get to being a relevant team again and we go from fighting each other within the fan base to fighting fans of other fan bases uh, and other teams,
1: Fred's the first guy I'm picking to be <laughs> in my corner, man. That guy is relentless. Well, you know, Fred has become such a cult figure uh, in the Bulls fandom that he was telling me a story that they actually had him out to the Advocate Center. Oh yeah. He got the chance to meet a lot of the workers. Yeah. And they're, ta- they're saying that. They may have him talk to interns to get them fired up to, to get ready for, to represent I, the organization. I have received no such invitation. I have no idea why. Oh, man. Well, I don't know what C-Red Fred thought about the Thaddeus Young sign. He's gotten way too much attention on this podcast already. Yeah. Let's move on to the former NBA player, Kendall Gill. Thaddeus Young, the one thing you say about him, he's a pro's pro. Yeah. You can also say he's very durable. And he's kind of a, adapted his game to the modern style where he's added some shooting range. I think he's going to be really good in that locker room. And you, you really can't argue with what he contribute. The, the fit is just kind of odd.
0: The fit is kind of odd because he plays the 3-4 position. And you got a lot of threes on this team mm-hmm. already that need playing time and need development. particularly particular, Chandler, Chandler Hutchinson. Uh, but he can swing over to the 4. Mm-hmm. This signing signals to me that they're going to play a lot of small ball. With Lowry which, at which, center, with Lowry at center, and meaning that uh, Thad Young will move over to the four position and play there. Uh, but as you said before, he's solid, uh, a guy that's going to be there each and every night. Uh, a tremendous, I think, an above-average defender. Um, so we we just have to wait and see how how he fits in. It's going to be tough to fit him in because you have so many. Yeah. I, I thought that you had your starters already locked. And, Probably and, still do. And, yeah. I mean, well, in your rotation already yeah. locked because I thought that Chandler Hutchinson was going to get a lot of that playing time yeah. that Thad Young now may take up.
1: Matt, so. what do you think the sales pitch was to Thad Young? Here's a guy who started every game he played the last four years, played mm-hmm. with a very good Indiana Pacers team that, that surprised folks with how good they were. Right. You know, they were one of those, the, you know, the, the sum was better than mm-hmm. the individual parts. Now he's coming to a team that's still in a rebuild, and you're probably telling him, listen, you might not start. I mean, and they still (laughs) got him to commit within two minutes of the start of free agency. It it just is interesting how this all went down. It's pretty interesting
2: uh, given the fact that he is a guy who, as you said, four straight seasons of starting every game he played, and those Mm -hmm. were big numbers, (laughs) 73, 74, 81, 81. Mm -hmm. This guy, you know, he's the definition of durability. But as far as coming off the bench, I think you might have to look at it as the Bulls pitched him away to be come be the veteran leader we need on this team of young guys hopefully we got healthy seasons from everybody in the core and are looking to make a big jump we need you he has experience being the veteran leader cuz he's he's been in, around the league that long it's 12 seasons i believe and i think you might also just see the bulls play around with look starters are starters and bench players are bench players and i know you know our pal will talks about how that really does mean something it certainly meant to guys back in the day but these days it's not necessarily about who starts it's about who finishes and I wouldn't be surprised to see Boylan try and use a lot of lineups where you see Thaddeus Young on the court with the likes of Lowry, and Wendell,
1: Otto interchangeably. Well, KG, we've seen it the last couple of years. This team's been decimated by injuries, especially been. last year where Lowry gets hurt in yeah. training camp. First week, Bobby Portis and Chris Dunn go down with knee sprains. And one of the reasons why Pax is so unhappy with Chris Dunn And he said it directly. He goes, one of the biggest uh, skills is availability. And Chris just hasn't been. Where Thaddeus Young is a guy that that you know when you roll the balls out in September, he's going to be there for the first day of training camp. Most likely he's going to be there for the last game in April.
0: And, yeah, you know, and that could be – this could be a signing where you use Thad Young as an example. Mm -hmm. As a young player, you can't sit out when you see Thad Young, a 12-year veteran, suiting up each and every day, mm-hmm. going to every practice. Sometimes that's why GMs bring guys in like that to set an example for everybody else. Because believe me, you know, it, it's, it's tough being a young player and, and you're sitting over there icing your knee and everything. you got a little bit of tendonitis. Yeah, and the which, vet's out there. But And the vet's <laughs> out there. You know he's got <laughs> millions of miles on his legs. Yeah. So, you know, th- this is another reason why this signing could be positive.
1: And you know that if you're not playing well, if you're not doing what the coaches want, mm-hmm. you might be sitting on the bench not getting the minutes that you expected. Because, Matt, you remember when Otto Porter came, one of the things that Jim Boylan gushed about was that this guy is reinforcing my message to the team. He's good in film sessions. He's pointing out mistakes. and right. And listen to coach. Coach knows what he's saying. This is another guy who could be an Otto Porter Jr. type, where he's he's a big buy-in guy and mm-hmm. helps. Because the message, KG, you could talk about this. The message is probably more effective when it comes from a, a veteran than from a, from a coach.
0: Oh, big time, especially if that veteran has had success like that. Young has had uh, in this league, uh, you know. Anytime a veteran of, of that caliber steps up and says something to the young players, yeah, of course, it, it means a lot. Those those veterans to me were Johnny Newman, were Kenny Gaddison, mm-hmm. guys like that, and I respected their opinion, and that's the one thing that that is young is going to bring to a guy like a Lowry Markin, and even though Larry is touted as the next big thing, all-star, he's still got to listen to that guy because that yeah. guy's been through more than he has.
1: I think they want to kind of light a fire under Larry a little bit. Yeah.
2: yeah. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if, they, if they did because – I mean, we talked about it on Outsiders all season long. You would see these glimpses of Lowry being the guy who was deciding to be the dominant player on the floor. And then also sometimes where you looked and you were like, Lowry only took nine shots tonight. Yeah. Where, where was want, he? If yeah. you want him to be that guy, sometimes you have to demand to be that guy. Um, and then, you know, back back to Thaddeus Young. Maybe he, he rubs off on some of these young guys, lights a fire, as you said, Mark. But... Per the question of, you know, what was the pitch that got him here, I mean, three three years, 41 million is yeah. nice for an aging role player. Yeah, I'm sure. guessing the cherry on top, though, was a guaranteed spot at the top of that leadership committee, yeah. right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's got to be it. <laughs> We're
0: going to elect Thaddeus <laughs> Young president of right. our leadership committee with
1: Otto Porter Jr., the vice president. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they did get a couple of vets. And when, when you think about the whole free agency in its totality, I mean, John Paxson basically said in the, auto, they made the Otto Porter Jr. trade, hey, we can't get the elite guys. We can't get Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard. So now they add a couple of good, solid vets in Porter and Young. Mm. If you take that as your two free agent additions, maybe it looks a little bit better than just Young by himself.
0: Maybe it looks a little bit better. And let's not forget, you know, we talk, sometimes we talk as if Otto Porter is an aging veteran. He's right. about 25, 26 years yes. old. He's very young, but the guy plays like a guy that's been around 12, 13 years. So that's the one thing you have to take into consideration and he can play. He makes this, let's not forget when he came here, the bulls automatically start playing better because of the fit that he brought to this basketball team. So you add another guy like that with that is young. Hopefully he can have the same effect. Then you take another step further. And, and, and you're absolutely right. I, for some reason, Free agents do not like Chicago. I don't know why, because this is a great fan base. In the winter time. Uh, it's cold It's cold, but <laughs> the summers make up and for And unbearably hot us, right now. <laughs> all, all, all of us know the summers make up for the winters. Yeah. Uh, the fan base, if you win here, is great. Um, so, you know, yeah, you're not going to get those guys. However, Thad Young, Otto Porter, those are good consolation prizes.
1: Let's move on to the issue that really was number one on the radar when free agency opened at five o'clock on Sunday. That was a veteran point guard. I mean, John Paxson. You know, sometimes he'll pull his punches on what he's really thinking. Mm -hmm. He didn't pull his punches about Chris Dunn. He Mm -mm. threw down the gauntlet. Chris Mm -mm. Dunn has to be better. He has to stop missing games because of injuries. And we're bringing in competition, whether it's through the draft whether it's a veteran free agency, well, they draft Colby White, seventh overall, and you still got the feeling that they were going to make a big move Mm. to bring in a veteran point guard. But then guys started disappearing. Darren Collison unexpectedly retired right before free agency. Ricky Rubio signs on with the Phoenix Suns for a long-term deal. And the one I want to talk to you guys about is Malcolm Brogdon, who was an important piece of Milwaukee almost getting to the finals last year. He gets a four-year, eighty-five million-dollar offer sheet from the Indiana Pacers, and the Pacers send the Bucks a couple of draft picks so that they won't match on it. That's kind of surprising all the way around, and I guess we can figure out now why the Bulls weren't going to get involved at that level.
0: Yeah, um, awful lot of money to, to to give up to him, but you know that's what the market bears, um, and you got to give up two draft picks as well. I don't know how good Matthew, uh, Malcolm Brogdon is. Uh, because, yeah, he was a rookie of the year, but that was in a class that wasn't really that strong.
1: You'd been paying him as your as your best player. Well, actually, Otto Porter would be making more, but right. pay him more than Zach Levine. Right. right. That, 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 that gives you problems, you know. Yeah.
0: And, you know, of course, he did a great job for Milwaukee, but will he do the same job for the Indiana Pacers as he did with Milwaukee without all of that talent around him?
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we heard some rumors, and they were from national reporters, not local, Right. And the lead one being Brian Windhorst, who said it on on a a podcast that he thought that the Bulls were the dark horse that were going to come in and steal Brockton and offer him that big four Mm -hmm. year 80, something like that. I didn't really believe it based on what we were hearing from the people who are here in Chicago covering this team on a minute by minute basis, saying they're not paying uh, a, a guy like that. They're not using all their money on one player. They're going to add veteran pieces, um, as John Paxson told us, as the season ended and then again on draft night when he was looking ahead to free agency. So, to me, it wasn't surprising. And it's crazy to see Bulls fans get so upset. I can't believe they didn't get and Why yeah. didn't you do this? Or Russell. Stretch Felicio. Go get this guy. <laughs> Go get that guy. And I'm thinking, guys – when they tell us they're going to get younger, more athletic, and then turn around and sign Wade and Rondo, you're allowed to freak out about that because yeah. that yeah. makes no sense. But Paxson told us exactly. we're going to spread yeah. our modest amount of cap space around on some veterans, and that's what he's doing.
0: And, and also, too, you just drafted Kobe White. Yeah. You know, you can't he's go He's got to get his minutes. He's got to yeah. get his minutes. And if you, if you give Brogdon that amount of money for that amount of years, you, you, why did you draft Kobe White? So, you know, yeah. that's why I didn't think that the, the, the Brogdon thing was going to work out anyway.
1: You know, now it's time for, to take the listeners behind the curtain a little bit on television. You know, we were preparing for our free agency special Sunday at 630, which unfortunately got delayed nine minutes because of <laughs> soccer. But that's a whole different story. I apologize for the folks who couldn't find us. Uh, that That is a very sad thing cause we had a really fun time yeah. on that show. But we were putting together using the touch screen to show what Kendall and I thought would be the best options for the Bulls to add a veteran point guard. We changed the list of names about five times throughout the weekend because yeah. one by one, these guys are disappearing from the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming off, you know, Darren Collison retired. Derrick Rose goes to the Pistons. R- Ricky Rubio gone. And and the names keep dwindling. I thought I'd have to drag Ray Felton's tired right. butt. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, Ray Felton has, has not been pushing himself away from the table lately. No, What's Kirk Heinrich up to these <laughs> days? Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. So I guess that's a long way of saying that, you know, Corey Joseph and Ish Smith are still out there. George Hill got a three year deal f- to stay with the Milwaukee Bucks, so he's gone. There aren't a lot of names left. And uh, we know uh, that Jim Boylan coached uh, Corey Joseph when he was an assistant for mm. Greg Popovich in San Antonio. I guess Corey Joseph still looks like a guy who can end well, up
0: I think that's going to be their choice. I mean, we actually talked about this weeks ago about mm-hmm. Corey Joseph uh, because of his um, experience and his uh, friendship uh, and his relationship. Uh, with the coach, uh, Jim Boylan, that, you know, when you, when you have time with a guy and you, you, they, they're comfortable bringing him in. I mean, he knows Jim Boylan. He knows the system that he wants to run. Corey Joseph has still been <laughs> solid year after year. So I think that, that that's the guy, you know. But if I had my druthers, okay, okay, Derek is gone. I would have to picked... To Detroit, in case to you Detroit, missed it. just in yeah. case you guys missed it, I would have picked Darren Collinson to come to this team. I thought that he was the best choice out of all of the guys. They, other than Derek Wilson. They
2: probably had that lined up where they're going to get both Pacers. Right. I mean, it sounded like we you, there was some surprise that the the Darren Collison retirement news just kind of came out of nowhere yeah. and it sounded like the Bulls were planning to sign him. He had a good year last year. Yeah, he did. Um but I mean, and if you're talking about Corey Joseph, it's the same thing with his uh, you know, with his pal Thaddeus Young who's already coming over here from Indy. It's it's the toughness, right? It's mm-hmm. it's the it's the durability this team that has been just so injury bitten over the last few seasons. Here's Car- Corey Joseph's games play going back to 1415. 79, 80, 80, 82, yeah.
1: 82. Yeah. That's exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, reliable. Bulls, Bulls need
2: backcourt yeah. guys who can stay on the court. Yeah. guys that
0: can play. Absolutely. I yeah,
1: like we them. we were going through the names, you know. Ish Smith is a speedy guy, but he's small and I I don't know if he's going to be as durable as what you might get with a Corey Joseph. Mm. Trey Burke, Jared Bayless, I mean, there are not a lot of great options out there. I mentioned Thomas Sadoransky, who's a restricted free agent with the Wizards, but I think you'd have to construct a pretty big offer sheet to steal him from Washington.
0: Yeah, you would, and, and, and to be six foot seven the way that he is and can run the point guard, I would love to sign him, mm-hmm. but then again, he's still young, too. Right, and right. And you just drafted Kobe White, so it makes no sense and even trying to get him because now you got these two guys playing the same position, and, you know, yeah, it's it's good. You can go to Danny way and just accumulate assets that way, but I believe in drafting a guy because I'm going to use him for a number of years to come.
1: I know that, uh, Matt, you're in constant communication with your fellow outsiders, Big Dave and John Sabine. <laughs> What's the – I don't know if there's a consensus, but what kind of names <laughs> did you guys throw around as a veteran – free agent point guard. After. Uh well, I know that m-
2: my man Big Dave has always been really high on Ish Smith. Okay. And that grew even more when we were watching Ish Smith just absolutely roast the Bulls. Yeah, he's earlier done season. He has season. done that, yeah. Uh, he, he made himself look really good against that woeful Bulls defense a couple of times. Yeah. Um, John, John's just freaking out about what the Mavericks are going to do. You know, oh, he's, care. Okay. he's a 50-50 fan. <laughs> they just signed Kristapsen big with an injury worry to a gigantic yeah. offer sheet. There are all sorts of Mavs rumors every summer. I think he's like, I'm I'm okay with the fact that the Bulls are having a mild, chill-out free agency summer. Yeah.
1: The other thing that the Bulls might need to address before the free agent period is over. Is a backup wing because Denzel Valentine is coming back from reconstructive ankle surgery, and we don't know if he's 100% healthy, if he's going to be ready to go when the season starts, and if he's going to be able to hold up. So I thought they might be interested in in a guy like Rodney Hood, who they've been linked to in the past. He re-up with Portland for a pretty modest amount. I think it was, two years, sixteen. Yeah, and Jeremy Lamb, who averaged I think 15 points a game last mm-hmm. year as a starter for the Hornets. He got three years, $31 million from the Pacers, which would have fit with, mm-hmm. with the cap space the Bulls had left. We've heard Wayne Ellington is a possible guy, a veteran shooter from Detroit. Do you think that's something they need to worry about, another shooter, or do you think they got enough players? Right I,
0: now? I think they have enough players. They, got, they, they have three legitimate uh, three-point shooters, uh, Laurie Markin and Zach Levine, Otto Porter. Um, and hopefully
1: Kobe can shoot it.
0: Hopefully Kobe can shoot it. Um, Thad Young has been working on his three-point shot. So... Robin Lopez has been, if he comes back, has been working. On his shot. <laughs> no, you got the wrong Lopez scandal. Right. By the way, no, but, he, but, bro, but Robin has been. He I like his celebration,
2: but I like yeah, Brooke I like shot his, better. Uh, Okay. Also, we, we don't know yet what's happening with Rolo, but he is uh, using his Twitter platform to say that he thinks that they should do NBA free agency like the sorting hat from Harry
1: Potter. So that's what Rolo's up to, right? <laughs> well, he was yeah. railing on playing baseball in London yesterday. Yeah. I noticed, so, yeah, yeah Rolo well, has a lot of uh, opinions on everything. I going to miss that me. guy.
0: Yeah. But, but, but getting, getting back to the wing position i i wouldn't do that because i really like what we have in chandler Hutchison. okay and if i bring another wing player in here that's just going to take time right. away from him young pip yeah the, the guy looked, <laughs> hey, look he was improving when he got the time last year yeah. before he broke his thumb and but he shooting, well, shooting
1: is not his
2: biggest right he, well, he runs strength. the floor well but to me the shooting is still real iffy yeah,
0: yeah but listen you cannot underestimate a guy's ability to work and if he puts in the work this summer I'm not saying he's coming back and being Steph Curry yeah. but he can come back and be a respectable shooter then the next year he takes another step if he puts more work in
1: ah Steph Curry what about Seth Curry is he signed yet have we seen it uh, to, to uh, the latest I've heard
2: and this is uh, Sunday evening 730 there is yeah. no Seth Curry deal All right, well, Still he, out
1: could, there. He, he could be an option He could be I actually option. really like that option yeah. he, he improved a lot this year yeah. You know, th- but would, would didn't you? you was you like bring... forty-five from behind the three-point line this season? Yeah, he
0: did. But would you bring him in as a point guard? Uh, the, know, not
1: just, really. Just they yeah, were using though as, no. as as a go-to option on, on after timeout plays. I mean, right. that's yeah. how good he was. Yeah. Or, yeah. On, on a team that has Damian Lillard on it. And I mean, right. C.J. McCollum, yeah. Yeah. C.J. McCollum. Yeah. They were playing all three of those guys together. But I think he's probably going to be a little bit higher on the on the price range. Probably. But you know it. It's interesting, as, as Matt mentioned, we're recording this Sunday night, and most of the big fish are already off. You know, the two names we're waiting for are, are Kawhi Leonard, Al Horford, and then D'Angelo Russell as well. And Jimmy. And Jimmy, Please yeah. let Jimmy go to Houston. Yeah. Three <laughs> alphas
2: Can you, part you imagine too? that? They yeah. might all kill each other. Three <laughs> alphas part you know, two. what could go wrong? That, 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 that State
1: Farm commercial <laughs> where they burn down Chris Paul's kitchen. They really would burn
0: down
2: Chris Paul's kitchen. They would. Oh, I want it. I want it with a big bucket of popcorn <laughs> so badly.
0: <laughs>
1: But the beard is dope. Oh, right, right, that, right. that commercial, I've seen that maybe 200,000 times, but uh, right. it's still pretty well done. And, and the funny thing is, you know, they're talking about those guys didn't like each other at all, but yet they, they got together to do the commercial. I'm sure they were paid very well for oh, it. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. And each one of them had their own trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they didn't have to pay attention <laughs> to each other during the off time.
1: All right, so as we get near the end of the first day of free agency, what's, what's the biggest surprise for each one of you guys?
0: Uh, my biggest surprise was that KD went to, yeah. to the Brooklyn A Nets. leap of faith. Yeah, I, I didn't know that he would leave that amount of money on the table with Golden State to, mm-hmm. to, to go across country to
1: And to team up with Kyrie.
0: And to time yeah, to team up with a guy <laughs> who you who thinks the earth is flat. Oh my goodness. I d I don't know about you, but I couldn't do that. No. I couldn't leave Steph Curry for the th-
2: gap. I flipped out on Kyrie at least three times on our show, and <laughs> it's a Bull show, not a Celtics show, over the course of a season. I, I'm in. I and it. Kevin Durant has all of his weird personality quirks about being insecure sometimes and really throwing a dominant foot down at other times. Uh-huh. I'm really curious to see how they're going to work together as teammates. But, I mean, Kendall, uh-huh. you nailed it. There is no bigger whoa, surprise moment than two of the top 10 players in the league going to Brooklyn together, going to New York, the city, right. but not the Knicks, and going with Brooklyn over New York. Man, I I mean, I don't feel bad for James Dolan because I don't know the guy, and right. he doesn't seem to be very good at his job. Yeah. But <laughs> Knicks fans out there, hey, Bulls fans, could be worse. You
0: know, you know, I'm going to actually text Spike after we get off the show, <laughs> see how he's doing, man. I, I don't man, think he's know. doing that well.
2: <laughs> My goodness. At least Bulls fans were expecting a – kind of blah, free agent summer. Right, yeah, James right. Dolan went out in March and promised the fan base he did. they were getting big stars. He did, man. Whew.
1: Well, this is going to be changing throughout the next 48 hours, throughout the week as free agency continues. Just saw a report on the My Teams app from uh, our friends in the Bay Area. There's now a report that Golden State made construct a sign-in trade for Kevin Durant with Brooklyn, mm. which would acquire... D'Angelo Russell will go to the Warriors. Interesting. Now, that's not a done deal, but that's just one of the things being talked about. You know, you mentioned Kevin Durant giving up money. Maybe this is a way for him to get his full five-year max and still go to the team he wants.
0: Maybe it is, but I don't know how D'Angelo Russell fits in. Yeah, with that group,
1: at least you get something back rather than nothing. Yeah, you
0: get something you know. back for the, something. And b-
1: Clay's not playing next year, or at least most he's, of it. Yeah, he's not. The other team you got to keep an eye on too, with D'Lo.
2: We keep hearing Minnesota. Yeah, yeah Minnesota they're really playing with Towns. They got a good, uh, you know, friendship going
0: on. Yeah, one, two in the draft. Yeah, yeah. But before before we get off, Mark, I want I wanted to, to see you know my my boy Vincent Goodwill. I sent out a Twitter oh, yeah. thing the other day about uh, him wanting to be like me. Yeah. Okay. Did you see his response to? Did you see his response to? I didn't see his response. What did he say? He goes. He says, "Oh well, let J Lo said that I was a fanboy. Let me take a picture with this guy, Kendall." Oh, yeah, I did see. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to tweet him back. Sorry about that, son. This picture was taken in my house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kendall had several brushes
1: with celebrity greatness during his NBA time.
0: Yeah. Several brushes with it before they were great. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well that counts too that counts too that yeah. counts too so all right Come so on. talking from a guy who was playing catch with kelsey grammer oh yeah, yeah, yeah look i, I got that. kelsey I grammer that. to autograph this that. baseball glove
0: for me <laughs> yeah, was, we, uh, we kelsey, threw
2: we threw the baseball around one time
0: yeah kelsey grammer was 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 getting ready to throw out yeah. the first pitch at the cubs game and he asked me to play catch with him wow and to get him ready so that's pretty cool uh, yeah he that's when he was filming boss here in chicago
1: Jeez. Sometime I'm
0: just going to sneak I, into got,
2: that man cave slash trophy room and steal something. Man cave to my man cave like right you
0: did, Mark. all of my stuff that I had. Yeah, I got the Kelsey Grammar sign glove for all these gloves.
1: <laughs> well, Kendall's brushes with greatness and make another podcast. Maybe we'll yeah. do that some point. But yeah. this is going to wrap up the opening night of Free Agency Bulls Talk podcast presented by Coors Light. The big news regarding the Bulls Thaddeus Young is now a Bull agreeing to a three year, $41 million contract. The Bulls have about $10 million left in cap space to use. We're figuring it's probably going to be a veteran free agent point guard. That could happen later tonight. could happen Monday or sometime down the week. We will make sure to record a brand-new podcast when there's more news. And remember to follow all news at NBCSportsChicago.com and my teams by NBC Sports app. So for Kendall and Matt Peck, I'm Mark Shanowski. Thanks for listening.